0: Curious to see how Azure Digital Twins can be used to make smart buildings smart. Today, we have Fanny on the IT show to show us and demo a platform called EdgeNext that his company is working on. Don't miss that one. Hi, this is the IoT Show. Thanks for watching. I'm Olivier, your host. Today, we'll talk about Edge Next, which is a platform that powers smart buildings and leverages Azure digital twins. And for that, I have an esteem guest, which is uh, Fanny. Fanny, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you. And how about you? I'm fantastic. Uh, we're just joking about the fact that I did press record because we started the first version without it. But now we are recording. We're all good. So Fanny, tell me about yourself. Who are you? What is Edge Next?
1: My name is Fanny Reinders, like I just mentioned, and uh, I work for a great company, HNX, where I am the head of technology, which is like the VP of engineering for the U.S. folks. And we actually power smart buildings or actually rather we power buildings to make them smarter and give you actionable insights to make buildings count into your favor.
0: Nice. And so, as I understand, well, one of the reasons you're here is because you're using some of our technologies, as we'll see uh, in that nice architecture diagram you'll bring up. Um, And one of them is Azure Digital Twins, which is a recent service from Microsoft that allows um, building these application or, or makes it simpler. And actually, you know, from your standpoint as a developer using the service, I'd be curious to know, what is it that you find interesting and what helped you in using Azure Digital Twins for your solution?
1: Well, when I joined uh, Edge Next uh, a year ago, this is the, the, the initial time I got um, into the whole digital twin space, I realized that the power that it brings to a platform, um, it really helps us to accelerate our development um, by, you know, enabling bringing on device capabilities, for instance, but also furthermore, in the future, uh, bringing simulation possibilities to our platform. Um, and then with the newer version that was recently launched, that just opened up all these kind of possibilities to kind of help us accelerate even faster.
0: Nice, and is it fair to say that uh, basically all the things that Azure Digital Twins does, you could have done, but this is becoming a bit of a commodity, right? Like being able to to put all that data together and uh, naturally and leveraging a service that you were saying can scale allows you to go faster and also focus on your value add, which is your your understanding of smart buildings of the different technologies involved, and not have to you know focus on the on the plumbing which is underneath. Uh, which is managing the data which is putting all these things in relationships uh and and do all of that at scale um so and, and that's a statement but I guess you agree on that right
1: yeah absolutely
0: <laughs> fantastic so how about we we actually look at edge next as a platform you know what is it built off and and what is it for uh, so that people realize a bit better when we say smart buildings it's kind of vague we'll, we'll go deep into examples of how edge next platform actually works uh drive me through that tell us all about it
1: uh, yes different um i can actually show you so um edge next really uh is, is is built on 100 in azure and having digital twins azure digital twins rather just being having a small part of that doesn't mean it's our nor our core it's absolutely at our heart of our platform the cool things about uh, azure digital twins though it's an inventing system so let me take you through the whole journey of what we do so hnext not only um Power's edge technologies buildings. Like um, in, in the past, it was very much tied to the edge buildings that we built with our holding company, which builds uh, sustainable buildings. By the way, uh, we recently actually uh, disconnected it from those buildings, and we can now cater for any non-edge building. So your brownfield buildings, so to speak. But you know, like a box of chocolates, any buildings uh, will open up a lot of possibilities, right? So we ha- we need to turn to a platform that will cater for all our needs. Um, and as you can see, a, a building um, has a lot of um, you know things inside of it, but mainly our platform targets three kinds of users, which is our tenants, our owners, and our facility managers. And typically, you know, having that, other entities are also involved, like your sensors, your BMSs, your building management systems. You have digital displays, and also you have might have device vendor clouds into play. So the ecosystem of things in this IoT world needs to now interface with the platform. And if we quickly look at how the uh, interface of the data flows into our platform, right, Uh, it typically goes from the building, normally from the environment outside, or it can be from inside. Like I said, so they all go to sensors or they go to the uh, vendor clouds. And they typically enter the platform in two ways. In the AMQP, protocol, like a a push protocol with IG hubs, or a pull protocol uh, that we have connectors for, that we pull it from the third-party clouds. But typically, they all ended up in one unified ingestion pipeline. Now, in this ingestion pipeline, nothing changes. So it's the raw telemetry that comes in from the building. And then we want to do kind of a few things here because a building typically generates an immense amount of uh, data. Sort of like 22 million messages a day. You, you might want to kind of do some validation on some filtering on that. Otherwise, you will get like DDoS downstream. So what we'll do is we'll actually put it through like ingestion pipeline, which will take care of your, uh, your filtering, your grouping, for instance, um, your validation, and in, most importantly, your mapping, because these devices that send stuff is, is really much in like different structures, different formats. So mm. our ingestion pipeline takes care of those things. When it all passes those tests, it all ends up in our source of truth, which is Azure Digital Twins. Now, like I mentioned before, this system is an inventing system. And uh, the sensors that we have that comes in is actually modeled inside Azure Digital Twins as twins. So when we map it to those twins on the lowest levels, events started bubbling up so that we can propagate these things to rooms and to floors and to buildings. Right, so that's kind of how it streams. Um, so the event hits, so it's a pop subs- a sub mechanism in Azure Digital Twins, and then you have a number of subscribers, one of which is our little space updaters. For instance, if you want to have a thermostat that comes in with a, t- a temperature reading, you want to maybe update the ambient temperature of a room. So that will go to the space updater um, in itself, and it will kind of uh, loop around and create an- another event out. Um, other things that we might have is other systems like the egress streaming that we typically would use for real time egress to our, um, to our external clients using any like a webhook, um, destinations or service bus destinations, even the Azure digital twins destinations that we also connect them with the real time push of data. What we also do is, uh, for our own uh, data exploration, we use Custo, which is Azure data explorer and then for our cold storage we just make use of uh, azure data lake where the data curators kind of just puts the data into the formats we need for later on processing um and then because we need to kind of share all these information with our customers we'll make we are making use of azure data share to facilitate and synchronize the customers data to their tenant in azure
0: yeah still pre still preserving their privacy and and any kind of ip that they might have in
1: that kind of data right exactly exactly so so these kind of three pillars the egress streaming azure data explorer and the azure data share actually forms part of our api ecosystem which is governed by the api management that we expose at the clients we, we actually give them this one pane of glass to interface with their systems with their data into their terms right um just going downstream um so we have these hourly aggregates in our portal so I'm not talking about the like raw data stream that comes in. Uh, we have this hourly aggregates that we analyze data and you know give like the actionable insights in our portal that flows down from the data lake into a SQL warehouse uh, that eventually ended up in a data model in Power BI embedded that we now uh, represent in the Azure, uh, in the Edge Next portal. Got it. Some of these events also can reach the portal in real time like notifications and all that kind of things. But the great thing is, what we use um, this whole inventing system for, as well, like I mentioned before, is the digital displays, which uh, um, is a thing that we, uh, we are about to actually make commercial in, uh, uh, in a few weeks' time. Um, so for that, we have this kind of real-time projector um, that is using, um, at the moment, it's using Azure uh, Durable entities to kind of keep track of all the kind of displays. And then with the use of Azure Signal R, we push that data to the digital displays that ends up full circle back onto the displays of the building. So that's in in, in a nutshell uh, the whole thing, how the data can float.
0: I like that. This that's very interesting. And um what I like to point out is the fact that um, it's not all about, and you mentioned that already, it's not just all about Greenfield with new devices that have new capabilities to send to, in our case, an IT hub for ingestion is you can leverage existing established solutions for devices that used to be connected using LoRa, using Modbus, using other networks, and eventually collect the information from a third party because, you know, in these buildings, it's not just one installer, one type of devices that you have in there. Uh, so I, I do like the way you're, you're basically, you know, mix and matching data from different types of devices And not everything is about the greenfield aspect of things. So the other thing actually is, uh, is the fact that digital twins is kind of center to the whole, to the whole solution yeah. as in, you know, it, it represents all these things in the data and then allows you to implement that graph on top that, that as the logics on all of that. So that's, that's a great illustration of the power of, of Azure Digital Twins. I like that. I noticed that the displays themselves are not represented in Digital Twins. Is that, is that intentional or is it something that uh, will end up being part of the Digital twin story as well?
1: Yeah, before I answer that question, you're absolutely right. It's not actually in our current um, design at the moment or our production um, uh, uh, version. And I'll tell you why at a second. But you know, let me just quickly change gears to show you our our ontology. So we have this whole uh, building floor and room ontology, like a typical building, yep. um, but typically, and also a device has sensors, but you know, a building floor and room also share that uh, capabilities as sensors, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but these sensors, like your thermostats in a room, they could be three or they could be four in a room. Those could be sensors for a room, but it also could be part of a device, the sensor. But on the room level, you typically also have one metric for those four senses like think about your ambient temperature that is yeah. not just one value of the thermostat but it's the collection of those values the aggregated value for those um uh, for all those senses together and that in itself is also the building the floor and the room is also sharing that metric in itself and you kind of go back to your question is uh at the time when we built the digital signage, we were still kind of in the, in the uh, migration period between the V1 and the V2 of Azure Digital Twins, and we actually opted in for a lift and shift, and then later on, a um, uh, re-architect of our ontology. So when actually, when I um, go to the next slide, you will notice that um, you know typically we will have the ability to later migrate off of, let's say, Azure Durable Entities into mm-hmm. Actual Azure Digital Twins and it will still have the same implementation.
0: Nice. I see. Nice. Well, so that's that answers the question. It will end up being part of the digital twin story as well. I like that. So now, Fanny, you think uh would like to see it in action, right? You're talking about digital signage uh that uh, that will actually be notified uh, with some information. So I think you have a little demo for me here. So let's let's look at that,
1: right? Yeah, cool. So, what you actually see on the screen right now is uh, typically our digital displays, the, the, these are two of the displays that I can, that I just can brought up. Uh, yeah. it, it's totally...
0: Web interfaces, right? This is yeah. what web, web page that yeah. basically the, the, the smart display or the digital display actually is, uh, digital signage, sorry, is just pulling from.
1: Exactly, so we we don't provide the narrow casting solution, we provide the content for the narrow casting solution. So that's given that whatever dis- is displaying this, displays at least needs to have a kind of a browser or able to to go to a URL. So that means it's super portable. It can yep. run literally anywhere in, on your fridge even you know that's a good <laughs> yep. but um so uh, uh, these are the kind of two typical use cases that we have and what mm-hmm. you're seeing here is basically co2 levels and comfort levels uh for um for instance for a room and for when COVID hit there's an actual um kind of a safe level for COVID 19 it's 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 below 1200 uh, ppm parts per milli parts per milligram or something mm-hmm. um so we have this kind of dial uh, in the rooms and then as the uh, carbon dioxide changes in the room so it's it's aggregated room level data as it changes these co- uh, these dials and these colors changes in real time and it's super important and also for the safety of the people inside of that to know when is it good to be inside and when is it good to actually leave the room right so it's very important to have these displays working right so um going back to the whole actual Digital twins. I actually want to point out, um, you know, our two ontologies that we have running. The mm-hmm. right hand side is the V1, and the le- left hand side is the V2 that we're actually having on currently. Just to kind of uh, bring bring you back to that uh, point.
0: And, and they're living side by side as well. They're living yes.
1: side by side. That's the point, and that's the cool thing about Azure Digital Twins, as it's you don't need two database instances or something. You can use the same thing because all of these things are versions. Each mm-hmm. twin. schema is version so you can actually um, seamlessly migrate to the next version and have backwards compatibility on your
0: test. without breaking anything in production
1: yeah that's uh well given that you tested it right
0: (laughs) you test obviously you test before but uh you don't break things right?
1: yeah exactly um so that same um so this is a typical database a typical building that we have um uh, in our production environment, uh, and this is a representation of it in our digital twins. Starting from top, we have our building, and then we have a floor, and then a floor. Uh, you know, in this case, uh, it has footfall. You know, people in, people out, and some people count um, scenarios. Uh, and then we have a room, and a room. Has these metrics like this, uh, like a temperature, humidity, uh, uh, usage, and the carbon dioxide metrics. That's an aggregated metrics. And then th- these are the sensors I was talking about. So um, it, typically, there are two devices. Yeah, you know, as you can see on, on the bottom here, mm-hmm. with uh, each device has these. Um, is it like uh, four, five, six, seven sensors each? And this is typically the whole, um, like a, like. A, a sample building for this demo purposes but this is a typical buildings uh, kind of ontology or topology rather in a digital twins so what i can actually do is um because i'm not going to be in a building right now there's no one there but to simulate um you know maybe alarms and stuff that can go off like i can actually go to a twin you know using this special explorer and i can uh, modify one of these sensors so typically also you, you could use the iot um simulator on, on the IT app, but yep. you know, you could also go and into, into the Azure Digital Twins Explorer and pick any one of these devices. Because yep. the digital signage displays works on space level, it doesn't really care which which device you use as long as the ambient temperature, you know, is, is calculated correctly.
0: Yep. So and, and what I like you mentioned, the fact that Digital Twins was good for simulations. And actually that's exactly what you're doing. You can simulate a critical situation to make sure that all the other systems are reacting like they should, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So let's simulate a critical system. So this is now a normal situation. And yep. you know, let's say you and me are, yeah, is in a, uh, are in a meeting room and all of a sudden there's an increase in carbon dioxide. So let's kind of simulate that scenario. So we do that by kind of going to your center and on the right-hand side, we can see if this property is popping up. And I do want to point out that this, this Explorer is typically used by your internal staff, not being used by a customer. But um, it's a great tool to also kind of navigate your twin without, you know, writing special code for it. So yeah, let's do while,
0: that. You're, while you're showing and saying that, I want to point out as well, the fact that the access to that twin's data actually is restricted, right? Everything, uh, you can access the data and go change it because you are like top admin and you're leveraging uh, Active Directory and others, yes. um, you know, features. And because it's a cloud service host on Azure, you can actually just layer on with your own AD, uh um tenants and and be be sure that you don't have someone randomly go and change these values there
1: no you don't want that so i'm actually a contributor on this instance and that will yeah. allow me to kind of make these changes uh if i was a random user obviously i cannot even log into this explorer because it's you know like you said it's uh, integrated okay. into ad uh, but our applications in itself so if our application needs to change the state like the space update for instance mm-hmm. there we use uh manage identity so it's the identity of the application and not some even a service principal or some username, we actually have the identity of the application that has mm-hmm. access to the Digital Twins instance. Yep. Right, so let's, um, let's rogue these values up. So normally say values is below 1,200, so let's actually make them 1,800. Okay, that will actually go, let's make 1,900. I think that should work. Uh, if we go, for instance, now to a newer timestamp and we update that, Then you will typically see that in a few seconds, that uh, the telemetry will start to change, right? And this is what there we you want go. to see. So yep. this is like, hey, go get a coffee.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know? um, yeah
0: exactly. Let's get out of here.
1: <laughs> get out of here. So exactly. So, and why is this important? So not only do you get drowsy, but also when you we are sick, and not just COVID or anything, it mm-hmm. high is the risk to get infected by another individual in the room. So also we really want to get our employees back to the office or more welcome at office in these kind of pandemic days. And tools like these really help us to kind of um, facilitate and make people warm and fuzzy about going back to the office.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty powerful.
1: Yeah, that's that's actually awesome. So what we're also planning to do is this solution that you see right here is not commercially available yet. It will be um, uh, commercially available for our customers uh, in the coming weeks. But what we also want to do is bring these tools, because I mean, obviously we have these uh, displays and stuff very much caters for um, for certain use cases. Mm-hmm. But we want to bring the developer tools to the customers' hands, so that they can also author their own displays. As long as they use our SDK on the back end, and as long as they use the API on the back end, they can go wild and free implement it in in Vue.js, React, Blazor, for instance, any any technology they want. It's on their terms, but it's their data.
0: Love it. Love it, and just powering everything in the back. Love it. Okay, Fanny, there was a very nice demo of the use of digital twins for smart buildings uh, with the Edge Next solution. If people want to learn more, there's a nice blog post. that's going to be on the tech community sites uh, at AKRMS/IoTShow/EdgeNext. Fanny, thanks a lot for your time, and uh, I hope to see you soon. And everyone, thanks for watching the IoT Show. Bye.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.